0: This is the Bible in One Year Express, Day 261. God is nice, and he likes you. This seemingly insubstantial fact revolutionized my life, wrote Adrian Plass, author of the Sacred Diary of Adrian Plass, aged 37 and three quarters. He continued, I became a Christian when I was 16 years old, but it wasn't until I was 37 that I absorbed an essential truth. God is nice and he likes me. Sadly, deep down, many people think that God is not that nice. He does not like us very much and spends most of his time being cross with us. This could not be further from the truth. In the passages for today, we see how much more than just nice God is. His goodness, amazing love and faithfulness. We also see that not only does he like you, He loves you. You are his precious and honoured child. From Psalm 108 Awake, harp and lyre, I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, Lord, for great is your love, higher than the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Higher than the created universe. Scientists today are discovering more of the vastness of our universe, how high the heavens are. Yet, God's love for you is so great, it is higher than the heavens. His faithfulness reaches to the skies. The deeper your love, the higher it goes. David worships God with music and singing early in the morning, I will awaken the dawn. Focus your worship today on God's love and faithfulness. Lord, thank you that your love for me is higher than the heavens. Thank you that your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens, and let your glory be over all the earth. New Testament from Galatians 3 and 4 So, in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What I'm saying is that, as long as an heir is under age, he's no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. The heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also, when we were under age, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir greater than any human love. Imagine the greatest human love in the world. For some people, it might be the love a parent has for their child. Yet God's love for you is even greater. When you put your faith in Jesus, you also become a child of God. You are all children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. We were baptized into Christ. You've clothed yourself with Christ. This is how close your relationship with Jesus has become. In Christ, no distinction of race, rank, or gender exists. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. We are all equal, all in a common relationship with Jesus Christ. There is no excuse for discrimination, prejudice or hatred Paul does not say that differences do not exist rather he says these differences simply do not matter you belong to Christ you are an heir to all the amazing promises that God made to Abraham you have now inherited the whole estate Paul uses the analogy from Roman law in ancient Rome until the age of 14 An heir was under the control of a tutor who'd been nominated by his father. Until this age, a child was treated in the same way as a slave. Usually, the heir became a free agent at the age of 14. Paul explains that while the people of God were under the Mosaic law, it was much like being under a tutor. They were under a form of slavery. But now, Jesus Christ has set you free. Thus, we have been set free to experience our rightful heritage. You can tell for sure that you are now fully adopted as his own children because God sent the spirit of his son into our lives, crying out, Papa, Father. Doesn't that privilege of intimate conversation with God make it plain that you're not a slave, but a child? And if you're a child, you're also an heir with complete access to the inheritance. How amazing it is to have the full rights of a child of God and that God sent the Spirit of Jesus to live in you. As a result, you can address God in the same intimate way that Jesus addressed him. Paul continued to warn the Galatians against slipping backwards as if they were still under the law. Before, they did not know God. Now, they do know him, or rather, they are known by God it's even more important to be known by God than to know him. But of course, living in a relationship with God means that both are true. He urged them not to go back to a kind of legalism. False teachers were trying to lead them astray. Paul pleaded with them. He reminded them of their love for him when he first preached the gospel to them. They welcomed him as if he was Jesus Christ himself. When he came to them, he was ill. It may have been an eye condition because he said, you would have torn out your eyes and given them to me. That is how much they loved him. Now, the false teachers were trying to alienate them from him, but Paul's love for them remained constant. Do you know how I feel right now and will feel until Christ's life becomes visible in your lives like a mother in the pain of childbirth? When you know God's love for you, even greater than that of a parent for their child, and his spirit comes to live within you, he gives you a love for others. This too is like a loving parent for a child. It was this kind of love that Paul had for the Galatians. Sometimes not getting what you want can be the best thing that can happen. Paul felt frustrated at not being able to be with and speak face to face with those he loved. He did not want to be reduced to this blunt letter-writing language. If Paul had had his way, the letter to the Galatians would never have been written. As it was, he was forced to do something he did not want to do, and countless millions of lives have been changed and blessed as a result. Lord, thank you that you have poured your love into my heart by the Holy Spirit. Help me, like Paul, to love others in this same way. To care passionately, even if it involves the pains of childbirth, until Christ is formed in them. Old Testament from Isaiah 43 and 44. But now, this is what the Lord says Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, They will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. Since you are precious and honoured in my sight, and because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. I, even I, am the Lord. And apart from me, there is no Saviour. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. More valuable than anything else. All of us will face trials, tests and temptations. We will go through fire and rough waters. There will be times when you're between a rock and a hard place. These are difficult times. Sometimes you may want to give up. You cannot understand what is going on. God says, don't be afraid. You're mine. When you're in over your head, I'll be there with you. It won't be a dead end. God is shaping you. He often uses the difficulties and challenges in our life like sandpaper to smooth the rough edges. He uses them to strengthen your character, change you and advance his purpose in your life. He's always acting in love. I am God, your personal God. I paid a huge price for you. That's how much I love you. I'd sell off the whole world to get you back, trade the creation just for you. You are precious and honoured in his sight because he loves you. Do you realise how valuable you are to God? Your value is what you're worth to God and he paid a huge price for you. Jesus died for you. In all the struggles and difficulties of life, God has a good plan for your future. He says, I'm about to do something brand new. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in the badlands. If you are in a desert or the badlands right now, trust God that he has a good plan for your future. God's love, And forgiveness are amazing. Later in the passage, God says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. We know that this is what was made possible through Jesus Christ and what he did for you. Isaiah goes on to warn of the absurdity of worshipping idols. When we worship anything or anyone other than the God who made us, We are worshipping a lie. We're worshipping created things rather than the creator. The Lord urges his people to return to him. He says, I've wiped the slate of all your wrongdoings. There's nothing left of your sins. Come back to me. Come back. I've redeemed you. Lord, thank you that in your amazing love for me, you paid a huge price for me. Thank you that I am precious and honored in your sight. In all the challenges and difficulties, help me to keep on trusting that you have a good purpose for my life. Pepper adds, Isaiah 43, verse 1-5 to There are such wonderful verses and so encouraging when you or someone you love are facing some really difficult things. God may not take it away, but he has promised to be with you and to walk with you and to protect you as you go through it.